It's the news. Deal with it. Government corruption perfectly acceptable, says government report. Secret passages hidden behind bookcases will now be tax deductible. And stuffed elephant to be made head of civil service. Welcome to the campaign trail. afternoon. I've just had an hour in the spa, so I feel fantastic right now. But enough about me. Let's talk about the news. Right. A friendly robot has turned out to be an assassin sent to disrupt workplace dispute negotiations. Oh, that's really put a downer on my day, I can tell you. Our shocking twist correspondent, Bill Griffin, is on the scene now. Bill? Yes, unfortunately, Sergeant Bethany Fenton, the once protégé of Brigadier Lighthouse Steam, has turned out to have been a sleeper agent, a rock'em sock'em robot, sent to assassinate the weapons giant Mr. Raytheon. Uh, This is all very shocking indeed, and only one half of the team seems to have figured this out. The other half is, alas, still stuck in a as-yet unspecified situation because there wasn't a shocking twist at the end of that storyline, so it's really not my area. Cool. Meanwhile, the siege of the Legs Factory slash Arms Factory is well underway, with plenty of action and political squabbling. Let's dive right in. Sergeant Fenton seems to have had her programming switched over and uh, eyes red turn them on you, huge fists raised. And Erikina pulling on your uh, sleeve, Victorina says, See? What did I tell you? An assassin sent to kill poor Mr. Raytheon. Also, this stupid strike can continue. Isn't that right, Rock'em Sock'em, you little... <laughs> Rock'em Sock'em robot lashes out a fist and hits Erikina full in the body, launching her into the air and she vanishes over the roof of a nearby building to her own comedic scream as she goes. Victrina? Yes? Did this happen to you a lot when you were doing the fighty things? Did did I get punched over a building by an assassin robot a lot? Because it's really cool. Um, it's it's really cool if you're not on the receiving end of the being punched. It's probably, can you fly? I'd like to fly. My heart, I can fly in my heart. Ah, fly in your heart, okay. Can you fly in in the physical, real world? I haven't learnt that spell yet. Right, um, it's probably not a good idea to get punched over a building then. Even though it looks really cool. Uh, uh, it it probably, where Arakina is now, it's probably slightly less cool. I don't know, bird's eye view and all that. Briefly, and then a a nasty crunch at the end. Ah, like when you bite into a nut. Uh, yeah, except the nut is biting into you. Ooh! Oh, oh yeah, I see. Uh, the Rock'em Sock'em robot turns on you, uh, its big fists raised. And can you both roll for initiative? <laughs> no! No, oh, I no. cannot roll for initiative. Oh no, what do you get? Oh, I rolled a seven. Oh really, I rolled a four. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. 
Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. So, first in the order is uh, Rock'em Sock'em, who is going to aim one of their big fists at Perrin. Oh, why would you do this to me? Uh, That will be 13 versus AC, that's a bad roll. Uh, Meets, beats. Meets, beats. So you're going to take... Uh, six points of bludgeoning damage. I'm uh, not very good at all. Can you make a constitution saving throw? Go, 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 go. <laughs> six. Six. You are launched into the air and uh, go flying <laughs> towards a building. That's uh, what it's like! This is a Victrina, you are next. Um, I'm just looking at where... Karen went kind of wincing. Um, okay, um, I'm going to attack the Rock'em Sock'em robot with my rapier. <laughs> uh, no, it does not hit. Just it's clang not, off the armour. Next in the order is Perrin. Make a dexterity saving throw. I'm doing great today. Um, what's my dexterity? Oh, great. Three. Uh, you land. Take three points of falling damage. <laughs> Uh, Joe, dice, <laughs> that's not my responsibility, I'm afraid. Uh, you land in a pile of garbage uh, right next to uh, Erikina, who is just kind of getting herself up, and then you land on top of her uh, and knock both of you to the ground. She helps you to your feet and goes, Okay, I'm willing to admit that I may have miscalculated. See? I'm a mature adult who can admit to making mistakes. I'm very proud of you. Thanks. Should we go and help Victrina? Yes. Uh, okay, so you uh, start running back. Uh, Rock'em Sock'em goes next and is going to take a swipe at Victrina. Well, uh, nine versus AC, I imagine, does not hit. That does not hit. That was a very bad roll. There's a swing and a miss. Big old fist just goes whooshing over your head and you duck. Uh, Victrina, it is your go. Yeah, I'm going to slice at her again. Uh... Oh, for fuck's sake! Nine <laughs> again, clang <laughs> off the side of the or- of the We're armor. Just kind of flailing uselessly at each other <laughs> now. Perrin, uh, you and uh, Erikina uh, rush back towards the area where the fight is taking place. Uh, you're about thirty feet Not away. Not a fight. It's more just people flapping their arms. Flapping. Each other. <laughs> 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 uh, Perrin, what do you do? Um, I'd like to try and cast Eldritch Blast. Go for it. Um, that's thirteen to hit. Uh, hits. Meets oh, meets. yeah! Did not expect. That's going to be nine points of force damage. Okie dokie. Does, does Rock'em Sock'em then go flying into the air? No, I'm afraid not. <laughs> Erikina goes next. Uh, she uh, comes up uh, to you, uh, Victrina, and is like, As I said to Perrin, I'm willing to admit that I made a mistake. Would you like me to punch you over a building? No! No, I'm good. Then shut up and help. I just want to put all this behind us. Okay. And she's going to attack. Uh, that is a 9 to 12 versus AC. Does not hit. Again, her sword just clangs off the side. Uh, Rock'em Sock'em is going to take another shot at Erikina. And that is 17, which is going to hit. Uh, so, yeah, she's just going to go flying over a building again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not again! Some people it is Victrina's go. Oh, I will go flying over the building now. No, no, it's your turn to attack. All right, yeah, I rolled a one. Okay, you miss and fall over. I get 
yes? Not quite yet. <laughs> Perrin, it's your go. Hello. Um, could I this time try something a little bit different? You are Perrin. I expect nothing less. Ah. Oh. I would like to. I'd like to look Rock and Sockham right in the beady robot eyes and try and get inside their mind while I cast Mind Sliver. Ooh, read the description on Mind Sliver. You drive a disorienting spike of psychic energy into the mind of one creature you can see within range. The target must make an intelligence saving throw. Unless the target saving throw is successful, the target takes 1d6 psychic damage. And the first time it makes a saving throw before the end of your next turn, it must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the save. It has disadvantage on wisdom saving throws. Intelligence. Intelligence saving throws as well. Uh... Oh, cool. Good. Well, both of those, there's a 7 and a 1. I imagine both of those fail. So. Yep. Yep, yep. So, go ahead and take 4 points of psychic damage. Okie dokie. And remember to roll a d4 each time you need to do a save until my next turn. No, the first time you take it, you need to do a save until my next turn. With that psychic damage, uh, the red eyes blink and turn back to blue. Oh, I like that colour more. Uh, Sergeant Fenton uh, blinks again and looks at you and goes, Oh, oh my god, I'm so sorry, you two. I've no idea what happened. Something came over me and I was all scared and confused. What happened? So was I. Oh, uh, nothing major, you just tried to kill us. What? I think your brain's been hacked. Oh god, tell me everything. Well, first Arakina went flying over the air and it was cool. And then I got to do that and it was cool, I can confirm. Um, hurt a bit and there was some hitty hitty and then there was some failing to hitty hitty thanks for Katrina I was not very good at the hitty hitty today uh, but before that uh, Erikina said some words that made you go crazy and made your eyes go all red I don't want to say what the words are again because they might make you do the same thing but I think you've got some kind of trigger words that make you go a bit bonkers can you give me a clue? no oh makes sense because if I say them to you well they rhyme with, um, Thock'em Shock'em. And, uh, she looks kind of, uh, delighted for a second and then slightly scared and goes, The Rock'em Sock'em robots are a myth, like Ultrazord. The Warforged legendary guardians who brought down the evil tyrants of the past. What's that got to do with me? This sounds like an amazing cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) I would watch that. Um, I think you might be one of them. Or something very similar. Her eyes go very, very big. And behind you, you hear somebody coming up very breathless and exhausted. <sighs> now, look here. You big bully. I won't. Phew. Just let me get my breath back. Oh, God. And she collapses into your arms, Victrina. Oh, everything hurts. <laughs> Even my socks. Why are you not wearing any shoes? <laughs> uh, Sergeant Fenton says, Come on, we need to get you to a healer. There's a temple nearby. They'll help. And uh, she picks up uh, Erikina and starts carrying her away. Pen and Aguilad, uh, the lights have gone out and you have seen a large robot with swords for hands uh, that just cut down Stoptimus crime and has disappeared into the... Um, the piles and piles of crates around the room and uh, you can hear it scurrying back and forth. What do you do? 
It's a big robot or a small robot? Uh, it's about mm, sort of human height, so like five foot eight, five foot nine, something like that. Uh, but it's quite, you know, bulky. I've got a right. plan. Temerity, go hunt. Ooh, okay. Uh, roll animal handling. Animal handling. Um. 13. 13. Okay, she uh, goes uh, diving off into the uh, the crates, sniffing around. Uh, Aguilad, what's your plan? My plan is we yank Pen out as bait, and when it comes for Pen, <laughs> I beat the crap out of it. <laughs> I, I have questions. I have well, serious questions. Make them quick, because I need to hang you up from the beams. Well, what? No. How else am I going to make you look like bait? Well... I'm fleshy. I'm already bait. Yeah, at least I'm not planning on sticking a hook through there like I do with worms when I go fishing. Alright, too much information. <laughs> uh, Temerity gives a big old meow and a... And a, and a, and a... Jump on its eyes, Temerity. Jump on its eyes. She does, uh, indeed. Uh, you see uh, the, uh, the the Slice and Dyson robot is uh, trying to slash, uh, but trying to avoid its own eyes, and so is not doing so quite effectively as uh, Temerity is doing. Oh, there it is. There's the bait. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Um, for Temerity's attack, should you roll or should I roll? Um, probably me. Yeah, do a roll. Temerity is familiar. Um, so just as strength attack is a um, seven, not very strong. No, no. Uh, it's it's distracting, but it's not actually wounding. That's the uh, idea. It uh, falls off one of the crates and sort of crashes in front of you, uh, and uh, Temerity hops off uh, before she uh, hurts herself. And uh, the Slice and Dyson robot uh, stands up tall and sort of looks down on both of you, and uh, it sort of blinks and goes, Slice them, dice them. I don't think so. Mm, you work for Atheon, you must be stopped. I am no. We, we work, I work uh, with a fable party. Aye. Uh, roll persuasion. Both of us. Yeah. Nineteen. Okay. Cool. Uh, it's... I have my I have my party membership here. I got a seven. <laughs> it gives you a side eye. Um, it lowers its swords and uh, looks at you, friend, and goes. Why are you defending this factory if you do not work for Atheon? I'm actually defending the factory's workers. Mm. I think that's a slightly different distinction. They are creating weapons. Weapons to destroy, weapons to kill. They must be stopped. Well... Okay, let's let's park that one there. You um, are a weapon. No, it is my mission to stop them. Raytheon must die. All who work for Raytheon must be stopped. Well, no, because they're doing their jobs, you see. Mm, a likely story. You could probably make them do a different job. But it's not their fault they're doing this job. They are making weapons. They made weapons that destroy lives. They must be stopped. They must face punishment. Well, if we stop Raytheon, we can stop the workers afterwards. I I have a question. Uh, It turns to you. Well, I have a a series of questions. (laughs) The first one being, 
are you saying that all weapons that destroy lives are bad? Mm, these weapons are especially bad. They are used in war. That's not what I asked. Uh, ooh, it uh, has a little... You can almost like hear its um, internal clockwork uh, working on this problem. And it goes, mm, Weapons can be used for good or ill, it is true. But weapons that kill innocent people are bad, yeah? Correct. How many innocent people have you killed? Too many. I am seeking to make amends. By killing more innocent people? By killing Raytheon. But if you killed workers, they're innocent people. I am seeking to put an end to this factory. Sometimes there must be some collateral damage. Surely arbitration would be a much more peaceful way of doing things. Well, yes, I, I think I listened to the monk. Peaceful means have never succeeded where money is in question, where money comes to them from weapons. Ah, that's got me there. <laughs> well, I think what you're saying is that Raytheon has to be stopped, but the innocent people who work in this factory don't have to die. That's what, right, what I'm taking said. from from what you're saying to me there. This factory must be stopped. Well, at the moment it is stopped because the workers are on strike. You see for better pay. Uh, it looks around and uh, tilts its head and goes, I had noticed that there was not as much productivity happening. Mm. Well, there you go, you see. The workers, are, the workers know what they're doing. Uh, he sits down like on the floor, kind of like almost comedically legs splayed out, uh, head bowed slightly. And says, I was built in this factory many years ago. And me and my I, siblings. I Thank you. <laughs> you also look well built, my friend. Well, I do eat rather well. Mm, tell me, have you heard or seen anything of the rust belt? Is that like a belt made out of rust? Indeed. No. No? There is a belt, a rust belt, hidden in this factory which will raise Voltrazor to full power and allow him to kill Raytheon, destroying this weapons industry. Will you help me find the rust belt? Ooh. Now I'm torn, because I do like a good adventure, but what you're suggesting sounds like it's going to destabilise an entire government. Not to mention the entire nation. A nation built on death and war should not stand. Hate to tell you this, but most nations are built on death and war at some point. Well, I kind of want your nation to support uh, Dar North in, uh, in, in a referendum. Ooh, um, uh, at that so he I... looks up quite sharply uh, and says, You are from Dar North? Well, yes. Wales, but <laughs> I'm from the frozen north. Dar North is a country of war. It is a country that has stolen many things from many nations. Your your old monarch stole the heart of fire from our nation. Your old monarch was friends with the Dark Lord. Your old monarch caused wait, these wars. Wait, wait. Our old monarch is on the moon. 
roll persuasion. I'll give you advantage because you are telling the truth. And uh... well, well, truly dead. <laughs> I hope. I could ask mother. <laughs> um, thirteen. Uh, tilts head to one side and then the other and goes. How long ago was this? It was about and... two years, incidentally. Oh, oh, that was the new old monarch. Yes. Oh yeah, Malzal was two years ago. Um, old old monarch would have been about five hundred years ago. Well, it's either five hundred years ago or two years ago, depending on how you count time. Uh, blinks at you, and and which one a monarch you meant? Uh, stands up and says. You must make sure that the Dark Lord does not learn of this. Make sure it is kept secret from Vectros. Now, I must hide myself before the others find me. If it is, if news of my rising gets back to Raytheon, he will prepare. Do not let anybody see me. Do not let anybody speak of me. The secret must be contained here. Do you understand? My lips are sealed. Strike me dead if I lie. I can and will do this. Make note. Program parameters extended. Kill pen. And then oh, he scampers wait, up what? the wall <laughs> and disappears into an air vent. And now I've got another question, Pen. Yes. How are we going to explain the dead copper? You are led through the streets away from the terrified orphans, uh, who I assume some would have fled the battles and others would have stayed and taken photos on their magic mirrors. I was, and again, some emergency workers probably would have shown up to the site. Uh, but you are taken to the Temple of the Red Lord, uh, who stands before the gates to the upper level of the city. Uh, it's quite a huge temple, and uh, Perrin, it's somewhat... Um, striking to you because you've seen like small temples to the green lord in your time mm -hmm. i imagine yeah it's dotted about the forest uh usually perrin is the only person at these i imagine uh there are definitely signs that people have left offerings over the years sure some of the snacks have gone a bit crusted with the mold and the flowers are long dried but i'm not the only one uh but this is a pretty big temple uh, crimson pillars uh, shimmering with firelight, tall stained glass windows depicting a, the bearded red lord sitting upon a horse. Uh, the horse is smiling quite unnaturally. Uh, <laughs> there is a uh, tall man stood outside uh, who himself has a large beard and he's uh, shaking a collection box. Aha! Injured travellers seeking refuge? The Red Lord welcomes you to the House of Healing. Who knows healing better than the Lord of War, eh? But first, we must ask for a donation. We are trying to raise enough money to have a bake sale. Will I be able to have a cake if I donate? Certainly! Once the bake sale is up and running, you can have as many cakes as you can fit in your gob. That's a lot of cake, That That is a lot of cake. I mean, I'll happily come back and see how much cake I can eat. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, I, do you pop any money in, Victorina? Yes, yeah, I'll pop some money in, in for some cake. Wonderful! Bake sales are just something religions do, aren't they? Bake sales, kaboot sales, bring and buy! Child sacrifice. On a good day, yes. And we sometimes have one of those big thermometers. Something about fixing the roof. Churches are always trying to fix their roofs, am I right? I've never experienced any of that, but... Hmm. 
different sort of churches from, from Perhaps you belong to one of those religions that are um, rubbish. Excuse me. I am Father Friar, by the way. Nice to meet you. Hi, my my name my name is Perrin. Um this is my good friend Victrina. We come from far, far away. And I see you've brought me some injured fellows too, eh? And um Fenton goes. Oh yes. She uh had a little accident. She tripped on a uh banana skin and fell it was very funny. over a building yes building <laughs> ah that sounds serious well come in come in the red lord welcomes all and uh he leads you inside uh he keeps giving you a look Perrin, as if he's like trying to see something about you that he can't quite grasp have we met before i have one of those faces there's something about you a sort of Aura. Oh, uh, I've been told that my aura is yellow and full of sparkles. Ye- ye- yellow? And uh, he stops and looks at you dead in the face and goes, Do you serve the yellow lord? No, I serve the green lord. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, he owes the red lord a tether. I've heard of the yellow lord. I've barely even heard of the red lord. The red lord is the god of war! The Yellow Lord is the god of wealth and riches. Can't say I approve entirely. So you're fine with killing, but not with greed. Killing can serve many purposes, my dear. Yes, and colonialism did a lot of good for the world too. The problem with the old Yellow Lord is to keep stealing our followers. This place used to be teeming with people. And he gestures to the the temple. Uh, It does look in a bit of disrepair. There's like pews are made of very old wood and would probably not hold your average warforged. There are things like tapestries and decorations that are worn and frayed and have bits chopped off. And uh, the statue of the Red Lord stands by the altar. It's a big bushy beard. Uh, Looks like Brian Blessed with horns. Um, (laughs) I love it. That's an image that I want to keep with me for the rest of my days. Uh, Father Fryer takes you to the altar and he sort of bows to it and uh, he says Yes, yes, we used to be thriving but old Yellow took up shop and most of my parishioners decided they were more interested in gaining wealth than with defending themselves or their honour or fighting the good fight That's what it's all about not fighting for the sake of fighting but fighting for something, see? Ah, anyway, how's the old Green Lord doing? He is the most generous benefactor I could have hoped to encounter on my weary walk through this strange world. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Still living in a mud tent, I bet. <clears throat> I suppose he's looking for new devotees at the moment. I mean, we don't consider ourselves actively conversional. Um, we, we, we wouldn't steal followers, but if anybody did decide they wanted to pledge their life to the ways of the woods, we wouldn't say no. Oh, well, it, 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 it might be worth... And then you see, like, the eyes in the statue grow red for a second. He goes, well, 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 what I meant to say was that I'm completely devoted to the Red Lord and nothing can break my faith, of course. <clears throat> you must take rest now and heal your wounds. He uh, dips a um, cup into the water uh, in the little basin on the altar and offers it to you. This will heal your hurts. Be careful. I only have a little left. Should we start with Arakina? Yes, me. She fell over a building. Yes, quite the clumsy bugger, aren't you? Yes. Building's usually big enough to see. She uh, takes uh, a drink of this uh, weird liquid and uh, starts to look a little bit brighter. And uh, you two uh, also offered some. And 
if you would like to uh, grab 3d6 and heal yourselves up for 3d6 plus 6 health. Nice. And uh, Perrin, give yourself back a spell slot of the first level. Nice. I don't think I'd used any of my spell slots. <laughs> I've gone heavy on the cantrips. Yeah, I like a good cantrip. <laughs> if the last two. Uh, Father Fryer sort of sits you down and uh, he says, oh. Now tell me your news. We servants of the war god know a thing or two about trauma. Have to in this line of work. And uh, Sergeant Fenton says, My friends here say that I changed. I became a different person. That I don't remember any of it, except feeling frightened and under attack. Ah, a very interesting situation. Wait, were you not aware that you were punching people over buildings? Vaguely, it was like being caught in a fog and someone was telling me how scary it was and how I was under attack and had to fight my way out. I believe you may be suffering some sort of trauma-related stress-induced duality. Yeah. Not uncommon in Warforged to have seen service. We will need all your friends here to help. Will, will, you, will you be willing to help? Yes. Excellent! Now, don't be alarmed. The psychic projections and internal horrors you might experience are just illusions and can't hurt you. I don't want to experience internal horrors. Too late! Brace yourselves! And with a snap, you find yourselves in complete darkness. <gasps> Pen and Agrilat. One of the doors opens and uh, you see uh, Lisa and Brig rushing through, breathless. Someone chucked a bottle. The police are storming the fence. You, you, did you see who threw it? No, I was too distracted. There was this little red dot and it was moving around and I just had to make sure it didn't didn't do any harm. Right. Um, Okay. Um, I think we have a slight problem. Yes. The police are storming the building. Yeah, well, I know, but, uh, well, um, Stopton has crime here. He's, uh... Falling apart. Oh, God. He seems to have stopped him most. No? Too soon? We, we were trying to talk him into sen- talk some sense into him, and he just went to pieces. Literally, it looks like. Well, <clears throat> see for yourself. Uh, Brig, uh, Neil Sanders. Looks like you chopped him with a big blade. What the devil happened there? Well, it wasn't us, and you're welcome to search both of us for big blades. Oh, no, we don't have time for this. I've just ordered the men to seal the factory. We are now officially under siege. I don't suppose you two have any experience of this kind of thing? Um, well... No, but I saw a player once. (laughs) No, once once I was in detention for half an hour. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, not not quite the same thing, lad, I know. But... Uh, you can see some of the workers have like <sighs> rushed back through the doors and are sort of uh, barricading uh, themselves in. Uh, some people are sort of fizzing and sparking with nerves. Uh, oh, and uh, Briggs says, Well, if we can last the night, survive it till the negotiations are done, we might have a chance. Come along! Um, I, 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 have, I have one or two ideas... I'm all ears, sir. Uh, can we stand up, stop Timur's crime, and make it look like he's walking and talking? Um. <laughs> we could tie some ropes to his ankles and wrists and use him like a marionette. Yeah, sounds a little ghoulish to me. Uh, oh, 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 oh no. I don't suppose your necromancy uh, oh. works on warfare. I, 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 I don't know. 
but I have a little potion. I might be able to bring you back to life. Well, if you're sure about this, this is rather your area. Oh, but Just a I? quick word in your shell-like pen. Yes? Take pen off to one side, so we're nowhere near the others. That that hacky slashy person said that we weren't allowed to tell anybody about him being here. And if you bring stop stoppy what's his face back to life, <laughs> he might say some. Well, he he might be slightly confused at having uh, had a heart attack, or or, or, or uh, well, not a heart so much, but you know, some kind of major malfunction. Well. But- on your red be it, you're the one that Hacky Slash is going to kill if, if word gets out. Yes, and we'll all be dead if, if well, if Stop Dimmer's crime doesn't put a stop to us to it. <laughs> uh, Lisa grabs you, um, Aguilad, and says, Come on, let's give Panay some space. Help me with this door. And uh, she takes you over to one of the doors that someone's taking a battering ram to from the other side. Uh, Pen, what are you doing? I'm, I've got the potion. What I potion is this? This is is the one that the vampires. Um, I got in the land of the vampires. Oh, oh. Uh, it's not a potion. It's the um, uh, it's the wand that has uh, ah, the, resurrect- the wand. Yes, yes. The, it has the, the resurrection spell saved in it. I, I've got the wand. I've got the resurrection wand. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, but do I have the right? Do I have the right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Pen, uh, as you're debating this in your head, tell me about uh, some previous attempts with necromancy that Pen has uh, undertaken. Well, Pardon the pun. <laughs> well, uh, all the lessons were kind of stitched together. <laughs> <I've seen them>. <laughs> <laughs> you... I can see them passing by in a tapestry. Um, when my mother first tried to get me to resurrect birds and spiders and all sorts of creepy crawlies, and then there was the accident at the school, and that didn't go down very well at all. Um, oh dear. And and then when I came to college and. It was kind of frowned upon, even though it was gaining currency. So, I thought I thought I could, I thought I could join the necromancy club. And then one week, they didn't meet at all, and that was just after the general election, and and it all fell apart. I was kind of stone dead, so to speak. Okay. I, I've never actually had a successful resurrection. Okay. Make an arcana check. Eleven. You try to channel your arcana through the wand, but I think like Penn's natural nervousness takes over and you chicken out at the last minute. And uh, Agrilad, uh, what are you doing to try and help um, stop this um, door from being bashed down? Um, are there any filing cabinets? Yeah, a couple, yeah. Dragging them and putting them in front of the door. Make a, make a strength check. I can do that. Twelve. Yeah, you, you, you drag and drop uh, a big old filing cabinet uh, and uh, drop it in front. Uh, just as it starts to buckle, uh, you manage to um, push it in front. As you're um, uh, 
moving the crate in place. Uh, you spot, you hear something like a little tick, 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 tick. Uh, oh, bugger, there's another one of them bomb things. Uh, make a investigation check. Why do you keep asking me to roll things I haven't actually got any points in? <laughs> Eight. Uh, you just hear it, uh, you just hear the tiny little legs. What do you do? Somebody find that bomber. Pen, I think you hear this. Uh, do you want to try again, or do you want to help out with the bomb? Temerity, find the bomb. Ooh, uh, another animal handling check. Um, nine. Nine. Uh, she goes uh, sniffing around and uh, can't seem to find it. Uh, can you both make dexterity saving throws? I'll make one for Brick as well, he's fine. 23. You're fine. 14. 14. Ooh, you just... You dive out of the way as an explosion rips through the room. Uh, in the filing cabinet. <laughs> uh, a fire starts to spread through some of the uh, wooden crates. Uh, just as you sort of uh, dust yourselves off and uh, there's sort of smoke billowing around, what do you do? It's all warm and homely. Start putting the fires out. Uh, with what? Blankets. Blankets. Okay, cool. Uh... I won't make you roll for this. I'll say you do it. Yeah, that's, that's good thinking. Because uh, you've got experience with putting out fires. Yes. <laughs> Corporal Clegg, with his wooden leg, uh, sort of stands up in front of everyone and goes, Listen, all you, we should just surrender right now. We can save us a lot of suffering and injury and death. They're too strong. The powers sent against us are too many. I walk up to Corporal Clegg, stand face to face with, well, eyeball to navel with him. <laughs> Are you chickening out, Corporal? I'm trying to save lives! Are you yellow? No, I'm a sort of chrome colour. <laughs> Are you going to abandon your post when your work colleagues need you the most? I'm trying to save my work colleagues, don't you understand? No, you're trying to save your own bloody neck. We can't win this fight. We don't have to win, we just have to hold them off. Yes, the little jab's correct. If we don't fight now, what happens next? They cut our pay. They skimp on safety without challenge. It's not just here. What about other factories? Other industries? If they see our strike crushed, they won't raise their heads above the trenches either. It'll all go on unchallenged and unchanged. And as Odd Bill always told me, you don't fight to win, you fight to draw. Uh, can you roll a persuasion check, Aguilad? I'll give you advantage because I liked your little speech. Eleven on both dice. Mm. <laughs> he looks a little sheepish. Can you stop asking me to make rolls on things <laughs> I haven't got. Uh, <laughs> stop doing things you're not good at then. <laughs> How else do you get better at them? Yeah. <laughs> um, Clegg um, starts to walk away and then he slams his hand angrily against uh, one of the sort of bits of factory machinery. Uh, and it starts to sort of uh, shake and rattle, and he goes, I can't let us all die. Somebody's got to go out there and stop this madness. And he sort of slams his hand again, and you see something large fall off, and uh, Brig dives to push Clegg out of the way, and then he himself is flattened under a giant, rusty belt buckle. Karen. Hello. Uh, you find yourself in darkness. I do not like the dark. The dark is bad. 
You hear a distant voice calling from beyond the veil of existence. It resounds like a horn at first, but then it's quickly squashed, and you hear, Perrin, whom do you serve? Hi, um, I'm Perrin, and I am not digging this, and I serve the Green Lord. Does your lord... I reach out and squeeze Perrin's hand. Uh, Victrina, you cannot see Perrin. Can, can Victrina hear me? Uh, no, she cannot. Oh. Uh, you, Perrin, you hear. Does your lord give you fair dues? I mean, he took me in after I could have destroyed my entire existence, and I get to do magic, so that's pretty cool. Yes? There is one who can grant you the power to grow, to be recognized for your own greatness. I think you'll find that I'm already a very tall dragonborn. I'm 5'11". <laughs> there is one who will sweep away your fear, sweep away uncertainty. The Green Lord is weak. The Green Lord needs your help more than you need his. Let him go, Perrin. Join me. How about you fuck the fuck off? Who are you? Uh, you see a raging fire burst. How dare you! Can I see this fire? Uh, no, you can't. You're in a completely different dark place, I'm afraid. Uh, you see a blazing yellow fire with eyes of pure diamond and a mouth that opens into the uttermost void. Reject the Green Lord and join me. I shall make you mightier than they. Uh, I don't actually know who you are, and also I owe the Green Lord basically everything, so... Uh, a hand reaches down, uh, but it doesn't grasp you, but it looks like it's about to, and uh, it says, You'll regret this. Nobody rejects me. I could have offered you so much. And you see a sort of illusion of uh, piles of gold and treasure appear around you. The power to change the world, the power to make safe all you hold dear. I could have done that, but now, because of your decision. And you see the images of your friends, Victrina and Penn and Aguilad and uh, Lisa and Gorlak. Uh, you see them uh, tied to stakes as fire um, rages around them. I would also like them. to say that considering Gorlak as a friend actually makes parents super happy. <laughs> so that's going to keep them going. Uh, they'll suffer because of you, Perrin. I could offer you the power to save them. I don't... I don't... How do I know you're not making this up? I don't... I don't know where I am. I don't know who you are. I don't know why you want me to renounce all I've ever believed in. Uh, you... Uh, make a religion check. Okay. Okay... I've got 15. Distantly, you hear a hunting horn sounding, and you feel within yourself a sort of warmth growing from within. What do you do? Hey, hey, my dude, over here. Uh, <laughs> hey, my dude. The Yellow Lord kind of. My lord, my dude, my lord. Uh, the Yellow Lord <laughs> looks at you with, <laughs> with confusion. Uh, you. 
I should have known you'd take a new avatar in this trying time. Me? Tell the Green Lord he owes me 50 gold pieces. Wait, what? I, I just lent him like eight the other week. Yes, well, we had poker night. How come I, I guess I'm not, I'm not a god, so I don't get invited to poker night. I wonder if they would let me play poker on the airship. Where am I? I am not at liberty to say. We shall, we shall meet again, Perrin of the Green Lord. And I, I may make you another offer. One that you will not refuse. That sounds very threatening. I'll talk about it with my god, and you can talk about it with your god, unless you are a god, and then maybe our people can come to an agreement where you stop <laughs> terrifying me. Uh, he disappears, and you're back in darkness. Uh, Victrina. I don't think you... Harry would be very good at poker. <laughs> <laughs> what are you insinuating? <laughs> I don't think your poker face is very good. <laughs> you set away your emotions on the outside. Those emotions don't necessarily correlate to a normal spectrum of emotions. I think parents' emotional dysregulation is wild, so they might actually go like the full circle from being no poker face to such an unexpected reaction to every hand that it's still unreadable. Uh, Victrina, you find yourself similarly in darkness, but you're I'm not very alone. Because I can't find parents. You can find one worried. person though. You can find Erikina, who is kind of grasping your arm and looking terrified. Uh, Where are we and why is it so dark? Don't look at me. And what happened to the dragon again? I never touched them. Uh, as you're sort of walking around, you can sort of hear your footfalls echo. Um, and you can hear small whispers and indistinct garbled voices. Uh, what do you do? Can I make out anything the garbled voices uh, can say? Investigation check. Um, investigation. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, yeah, you can hear that they are your own voices, both yours and Erikina's. And you can hear Erikina's voices. She hates you. They all think you're a failure. You'll never prove yourself. They're always laughing at you. You've got a funny face. And uh, the Erikina standing next to you is kind of putting her hands over her ears. I'm not listening. Stop it. Uh, what do you do? Uh, what, are, what, are, what are Victrina's deep dark fears uh, saying? Um, my deep dark fears are saying, you know, your family hate you, they were looking for an excuse to get rid of you, um, you're a failure, you bring shame on your family and your clan because you didn't pursue the ideals that your father wanted you to live up to. They like your brother more than you. <laughs> that kind of psychological shit. Can you make a wisdom saving throw? Fifteen. You're good. You manage to sort of fight it off. Uh, you're not intimidated by it, but uh, Erikina... I'm not intimidated by it because I've heard this stuff all my life. <laughs> Erikina clearly is. Uh, she's uh, almost like collapses to her knees, and uh, you can see that she's trying to hold back tears as she's hearing these deep, dark fears. Are you all right? No, no, get away! You're gonna I'm kill going me. To hurt you. I'm not going to kill you. Don't be ridiculous. Not unless you try to kill me first. I may punch you over a building but i won't kill you i was always dragging you down i was always holding you back you got far in life without me why would you ever want to be my friend again 
I was so stupid. Erykina, I live in a fridge and I don't have any friends. <laughs> oh. Well, except maybe, you know, the, the people that I'm currently working with who do seem to be rather nice. But, you know, I go home at the I work for New Milk and I go home at the end of the day and I drink milk and I live in a bare white room. You remember when we were little and I had all those pictures and hangy things and wind chimes and leaves and, you know, things stuck to my wall. And then everything that, that I was was torn away from me. And I had to start all over again with nothing. And I swore from then on that I would be a blank slate and everything about me would be blank. Can you make a persuasion check? Um, 17. Nice. She stands up and uh, she sort of wipes some tears away and goes... So you're saying I'm the successful well, one? Well, I wouldn't. I'm the one everyone will be looking up to. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, aren't your family in fact dairy? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Victrina. You've really helped me and cheered me up. I don't need to feel guilty for working for a weapons giant or the Dark Lord. It's all good. Yeah, you, you, you don't shouldn't feel guilty about working for the Dark Lord. I, 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 I think perhaps you should not feel good about working for the Dark Lord. Oh, you're just jealous. Jealous of me and my new success. Uh, no, no. I think that working for the Dark Lord is possibly unethical. And likely to get you killed. Because the thing about Dark Lords is that people work for them until they suddenly aren't useful anymore and then they accidentally find themselves thrown off a cliff or dropped in a volcano or pushed Punched a over a building. Yeah, punched over a building. You know, that will happen to you a lot if you carry on working for the Dark Lord. Uh, make another persuasion check. Five. Um, she starts to fade away. Uh, I guess he sort of seems to be looking off into the middle distance going No, I'm a hero You're only a hero if people remember you and if you're dropped into a volcano nobody will remember you <laughs> except as a kind of brief fiery hiss uh, Perrin, you can see Victrina You see her saying this about fiery piss um. <laughs> Victrina, do you have fiery piss? Uh, only when I haven't drunk enough to do milk uh, I have I have questions. You should probably see a doctor. Hi, by the way, the void's weird. The void is weird. Um, I don't it's like full it. Of voices. Are you all right? Oh, I'm me. I'm not a voice. I'm scared, but like fine. Well, that's good because I think we might live in the void now. Oh, I miss my fairy light. Can we get fairy lights in the void if we have to stay here? <laughs> Yes. Uh, you do see Sergeant Fenton sitting behind you, uh, and you see a um, mist starts to roll in around her, uh, and she's looking quite uh, terrified, and you can hear her saying, They're dead. They're all dead. I killed them. Oh, by all the gods, what have we done? Sergeant Fenton? Uh, she looks up at you. I killed them. Why would I do that? Who, who, who did you kill? Who did you kill? The mist around you seems to uh, form into an illusion of a battlefield uh, littered with bodies. Uh, Warforged and humans and elves and all kinds of people. Uh, there's a banner that flaps in the wind and you see that it is the banner of the GA. Uh, you can see some other banners a little further off. A dark flag with a strange logo at its centre. Uh, a hand putting up a middle finger. 
<laughs> love it. Can you do a history check, both of you? Yeah, I like history. Yeah. I okay. really like history. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Victrina. Thirteen. Thirteen. I think with the thirteen, you'll both know this. Uh, it is the banner of the Dark Lord. Oh, I could have uh, guessed that. <laughs> It's cool, uh, though. Like, the audacity. <laughs> uh, Fenton is saying, We wanted to run, but when we did, the fighting went on. The war never stops, not so long as there are weapons dealers making money from it. And uh, her eyes start to turn from blue to red. It is Raytheon, the weapons giant. He's behind all this. He must die. Bethany, come he back to us. must die! Bethany! Sergeant Fenton! Okay, persuasion check. Uh, she stands up to her full height and says, He must die! And then, you are all shaken awake out of your trance and collapse to the floor. Make some constitution saving throws. Oh dear. Four. Four. You throw Nine? up. Ten. You both throw up. <laughs> uh, as you get up, uh, you can see the doors are hanging open. Uh, both Fenton and Erikina are gone. Uh, Father Fryer is sitting on a pew eating some biscuits. And he says, Mmm, these are rather nice. That friend of yours left them behind. They're um, salt and toilet flavour. Would you like some? <laughs> yes. I'm good, thank you. I'd love some. I really don't want to eat anything that's toilet flavour. <laughs> you might want to go after that large friend of yours. She said something about doing a murder on a giant. If they meant Raytheon, they'll probably be headed straight for a trap. <laughs> Could you tell okay. us more about the nature of the trap they would be heading into? Well, Raytheon's not a dim. You'll see an attack coming from a mile off. The palace is full of dungeon-like traps and things. You'll need special clearance to get through. There are forms to fill out and everything. They live in a palace that is a robot. So the legends say... That's why is it is it the the arms of a robot? It's a sort of torso and arms. And yes, just because the factory was legs. Do you know I'd never put that together? Somebody should put it together because then you'd have a whole you know building made of impossible. Robots. According to the legend, you would need the rust belt to do that. And once the rust belt is activated, the legs would walk their way up here. I imagine. I seem to recall Raytheon wanted to utilise Voltrazord in the war. That's why he set up shop here. That's just conspiracy theories, though. So this this rust belt is a bad thing? Well, it depends on your point of view, really. If you want a war, it's a very good thing. I don't think I want war. I've oh, seen no, a lot I'm of war and I've had enough of it, yeah. I haven't seen much, but I'd rather keep it that way. You'd best be going, then. If you want to stop a war and kill a giant, you'll need to get some running boots on. <laughs> Want is a very strong word. Um, enjoy your biscuits. I will! <laughs> the campaign trail referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Penrigante, Joanne Hall as Victrina Crusted Grieve, and S. Naomi Scott as Aguilad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Ross Clark was Erikina Moulded Fromage, Landon Cole was the brig, Sarah Smith was Sergeant Fenton, Greg Johnson was Father Fryer, and Genevieve Savion was Lisa Townsend. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional music credits are in the episode description. 
You can support The Campaign Trail by going to patreon.com slash thecampaigntrail. We have special perks such as our exclusive Discord server and early access to episodes and the chance to have your own character appear in the show. You can follow The Campaign Trail on Twitter at thecampaigncast, on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast, soundcloud.com forward slash joelcorner and wherever you find podcasts. So, until next time, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure.